I mean, I've been totally honest. I've had those moments where I come home and I've, I was working on something all day at the firehouse and it keeps going. Like, I just need to finish this up. It'll just be one less thing. And, you know, I got my boys at home and they're playing in the living room. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I need to set this aside. And, you know, I mean, I, I fall victim to that probably like anybody else. Firehouse Vigilance presents the Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Jared Sergi, everybody, the guest on Weekly Scrap number 16, brand new book. I'm sure you have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. You need to read it. No nonsense leadership. We're going to be talking a lot about this today. Uh, we'll be talking about work-life balance, professional development in the fire service, and, of course, this brand new book. So tell us about yourself. Put you on the spot. Oh, oh man. Let's see. Where do I start? Uh, so I currently work in Norfolk, Virginia, which, if you're familiar with Virginia, it's the, the Hampton Roads, the Tidewater area. So Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Newport News, Chesapeake, all kind of clustered into, into one area. So I've been with Norfolk for about uh, coming up on 15 years now. I'm a captain assigned to an engine company. Uh, I'm at Station 1 downtown. And uh, Norfolk's an awesome place. I mean, I love talking about my fire department, third oldest fire department in the country. Uh, and uh, great department, great people, busy place, uh, good place to be a firefighter. So before, awesome. I joined the fi- before I joined the fire department, I was actually stationed out here for several years. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, and then I joined the Navy, and they shipped me clear across the country. And um, and so I went to Norfolk, and I just stuck around. So that's where I've been. That's where I've been ever since I've been about 18, 19 years old. And you said engine, so you're an engine guy? I'm an engine company maniac. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, trial by fire. How'd that mm-hmm. start? How long have you been doing that? Oh, jeez, man. I've been doing that for... About five years now, it seems like. Uh, okay. So I started up, you know, I just had, you know, kind of brewed out of frustration, like a lot of things sure. for most people. And I was putting a lot of stuff out there on social media, just kind of a mindset uh, type thing. And just one of my buddies said, hey, look, man, you got you got some good stuff here. You got a message. How about you just create a page and create a, create a thing? And that's what I did. And it just kind of took off from there. It definitely yeah. has some traction, so. Yeah, it did. Um. Two things you said you wanted uh, – work-life balance. I want you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about work-life balance a minute and just go okay. with it. All right, yeah, no problem. So, um, you know, it was, it's funny. You sent me a kind of a, a script to kind of keep us on track, some of the things that we're going to cover and everything. And that was – it was used as, a, as an example, the whole work-life balance thing. But I could tell you for me, and I, I preach that to a lot of people, is you got to be able to find that, that balance between work right? The firehouse and sure. and your, your house at home. And, and that's tough. And I'll admit, I'm not always the best at it. Um, but, you know, I had a guy, he's a, he was a colonel in the, the Air Force. And he said, look, there's no such thing as balancing your life, or there's no such thing as balancing your work and you know, your life at home. He said, the key is integration. And I thought, man, that's, that's a good point. So I started asking about, th- you know, hey, can you, can you elaborate a little bit? And he did. And so what that looks like for someone in the fire service, especially if, you know, for the folks that are probably listening on here and I see their names keep popping up, they're probably the ones that are taking classes, going to conferences, they're engaged in their departments. Um, so what does that look like? You know, if you go to a conference or a trade show or something like that, uh, you know, bring your family with them, stuff like that. You know, if I go to, uh, if there's a trip I'm going somewhere, if I'm going somewhere to teach, first thing I ask my wife is like, hey, do you want to, you want to go with me? Do you want to make this trip? We'll bring the kids or whatever, you know, so it's, it's that integration and not that balance uh, because if you're balancing, you know, either you're focusing on your work and you're 
life at home kind of goes to the side or you're focusing on your, your home and your work goes to the side. And it can be a difficult thing to manage. Um, but I think the key is not really balance. I know I said, you know, we'll talk about balance. I think the key sure. and the conversation that people need to have is the integration. Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you blend the two and still be able to fulfill both your work and your home life? No, no, it makes complete sense. And, and it's real easy as firefighters to get caught up in, um, you know, that we're here for them. We're here for others. And that's so important mm -hmm. that it's easy to, I don't want to say lose sight of how important family is, but some people can get caught up and, and, for, and lose that, um, the ability just to remember what, what keeps everything in perspective. Absolutely. I think it's so easy. I'm, I'm guilty just like anybody else. I, no. I have those moments where I have to say, oh, man, what am I – let me stop doing this, you know. And it could be something as little as a project, you know. Like if no, I'm working yes. on a project at work, it's like, you know, I'm 100% I'm at work and then I'm at home and I'm, I'm researching and I'm doing it. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, I, I, I mean I'll be totally honest. I've had those moments where I come home and I've, I was working on something all day at the firehouse and it keeps going. Like I just need to finish this up. It'll just be one less thing. And – you know, I got my boys at home and they're playing in the living room. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I need to set this aside. And, you know, I mean, I, I fall victim to that probably like anybody else. No, it's easy to do. And yeah. and for me, it's, uh, you know, you go from a high tense situation, uh, someone, you know, see, someone's heart stops, CPR. They are not going to make it, you know, uh, bad medical call, let's say. And uh, you come home from that and the light's out in the kitchen. Your wife wants you to change it. And it's just like, you got to remember that that is important. You know, <laughs> it's right. so easy to lose sight of yeah. it's just a light, but it isn't just a light. It is important. Right. So, it's so true. Um, no, that's good. I, I like that integration a lot, especially uh, turning the conferences into something you can do together. Yeah, Even if absolutely. Go a couple days early, do something fun family-wise, and then go, you know, force doors and drag hose. I know. Get the hands next, on. <laughs> the next trip I'm hoping to make, I, I, I've been out to Boise, Idaho to teach and um, Spokane, that Pacific Northwest. And man, I love it there. And that's like the next trip I'm trying to convince my wife to go is anytime I go that's back. The next up to the, yeah. When I go back yeah. up to the Pacific Northwest, man, I'm going to, I'm going to hit those people like Glenn. I don't know if he's watching all them guys up there. Like I'm bringing my family with me. We're hanging out up there. <clears throat> now I got to hit Portland earlier this year for the fire fire talks with uh, oh, the grass oh, nice. up there yeah and it is beautiful but i had to had to cut the, sh the trip short but anyway um professional development was the other thing mm -hmm. always oh sorry always try to uh no go ahead professional development i'll get my thoughts in a second yeah no problem so i mean i'll just i'll just kick this off so i i wrote some stuff down here and and you know we were talking offline earlier about professional development the importance of professional development specifically about, you know, when you land a position, I guess it's like, a, you know, some, some departments are structured different, like a sergeant or a lieutenant or a captain, you know, the, the first line supervisor, a company officer, and how, <clears throat> how important that professional development is uh, now and the dividends that it will pay later in the firehouse, right? And I say it all the time, and I say it at nauseam, and I, it frustrates the hell out of me sometimes, is, you know, when somebody – just does nothing frankly their their whole time in the fire service their firehouse life nothing and then they just get enough time to take a promotional exam and they take it and two things happen either one sometimes and i've seen it happen where simply you know the mantle of leadership alone will drive people to 
to do the right thing. It's like, man, I have yeah. a big responsibility here. Even if the they responsibility didn't do anything, hits. Yeah, right. even if they didn't do anything before, now they are. And I give those people credit that they're at least they're doing something. They should have done something the years leading up because now, now it's a credibility thing and a trust thing, right? And they really have to work harder to, to get that. And some do, some don't. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's, if, you, if you fail to develop yourself along the way, the bottom line is when you get in a position as a company officer, you're going to struggle, struggle or you'll fail to develop others around you. And I just think people have to take that extremely serious. And, you know, we could sit around all day and wish that our fire departments would put us in on overtime and send us to classes. Like, I'm not, I'm not in that kind of department. Like, I love my fire department, but they're not sending me to classes. They're not putting me on overtime to go take engine classes or conferences. They just right. they can't do that. They can't do that. Most, I've most ne- don't. I've yet to see one that does. Yeah, I want to yeah. I, I find that mythical department that sends them yeah. all there. So most don't. So, you know, it's you got to invest in yourself. Not that your departments don't want to invest in you, but just it's like, come on, man, that's just the reality. They can't afford to send every one of their firefighters to these conferences. You know, I, I'll tell a story. I had a, a guy I know, I've known the whole time, been in the fire department. He was promoted to lieutenant. And for us, our, our lieutenants go to ladder companies. Our captains are assigned to engines. So, you know, as soon as you came in the fire department, like, there was no secret. Like, we knew where lieutenants were going, right? We knew once you got promoted, you're going to a ladder company. You'd be on the ladder. So this happens. Gets promoted, goes to a ladder company. And I can remember having a conversation, asking him, like, hey, you know, how was, how was the new gig? You like, you like being a ladder lieutenant? He's like, oh, you know, the, I feel like the department kind of failed me. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm listening. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I just feel like they didn't prepare me to be a ladder lieutenant. Like, they didn't do things up to this point to prepare me. I'm like, all right, well, I, man, that's a fair concern. Like, I agree that as a fire department or organization, it's like, well, you know, what did we do to prepare Jared to be a lieutenant? I think that's a fair question, right? And you can answer that in a number of different ways. Professional development programs, competency checks, you know, annually. However, you can answer that in a number of different ways, you know. And I'm like, look, I, I get it, but let me ask you something. Like, were you shocked, like, when the fire chief called you and said, hey, man, congrats on your promotion. You're going to a ladder. And you're like, oh, man, like. Mind blown. <laughs> I'm going to, a, like, I didn't see this coming. I'm going to a ladder right. company. You know, it's like, dude, you have an individual responsibility to put yourself in a position to be able to do something for other people. And if you're not able to do that, man, don't take the freaking test. You know, it's like you knew where you were going. I could tell you of dozens of, if he's talking about ladder company specifically, like ladder company specific training, you know, Smithfield right around here does an outstanding truck class every year. It's like they offer that stuff, you know, go a few hours west of Bedford County. They do another awesome truck class. Like the opportunities are endless around here. So if, that's just simply an excuse. So it's like, don't just, don't just sit around and bark about, well, what the department do for me or not do for you. It's like, hey, man, what did you do for yourself? And people yeah. are going to see, people are going to see that you prepared and they're going to see if you didn't and they're going to see right through it. You know, so no, it's no, just, that's extre- nice. just extremely important. No, because the excuses will always be there. No matter, even if oh, uh, yeah. you can always find them, but the, uh, if you invest in yourself and make it ready, that's awesome. That is solid stuff. So now we get to um, the book. The book. <laughs> the book. Uh, it's only been out about a month, right? Yeah, it hasn't been out long. Yeah. Not long at all. No. Uh, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed the book. I can say this. It is a fireman's book. It is written yes, no nonsense. For. <laughs> it is, man. I'm telling you. there is. I, I, 
and I, don't get me wrong, this is a compliment beyond compliments. It's a firefighter's fireman's book written by a firefighter because there is no fluff. It's not it's not pumped up like a textbook with nonsense. Again, it goes back to the title: no nonsense leadership. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm going to let you talk about your book. There's um, a couple things. Uh, one thing especially, chapter three was. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, highlighters already in it, but chapter three specifically size ups. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things in your book, and it, it, it kind of goes in the face, and I think you even mentioned it over and over in the book, that this goes against a lot of common, um, the common principles of leadership, which is, of course, sizing up your people. That, that, that whole analogy between the fire ground size up and sizing up your people, I love that. But then having favorites, and then you break down what, why, why they're your favorites. Mm-hmm. and why it's not wrong to have favorites and what it means to you to have a favorite. And then Absolutely. the whole con- the consequences bit. I mean, I circled it with a big old highlighter and said this. Um, because you, you give the example. I forget the two guys' names. It's like Jim and Matt. But, uh, yeah, I and those are made, up, those are made right, up names. Right, yeah. And uh, I mean, it was just one beautiful of the guys because – <laughs> But, no, uh, I that was hands down my favorite chapter. And uh, I don't want to give away too much of the book's content. People need to read it. It is, I think, uh, must read for a brand new company officer. It has so much stuff in there, um, and I think people at all ranks benefit from it, but especially the company officer. All right. So that being said, talk to me about the book. Uh, go. All right. Throw, um, throw you out there on the island. Yeah, no problem. So I, you know, I was punching away at it for for about two to three years, not consistently, you know, and I, I was writing. I was writing articles, you know, blog entries, stuff for fire engineering, other fire service publications. And I had all this stuff kind of cataloged in my files and everything. And so somebody said it jokingly, like, hey, man, when's your ne- when are you going to write your first book? And when you-? I'm like, ah, you know, I just kind of played it off. And I don't even know if they were serious. But I would, right. one day I just thought to myself, well, well, what the hell? Why don't I just put this into something? And I started writing. And honestly, like, I would write for, I would write for a couple months and then – then I'd put it, put it aside for a couple. Then I'd write again, and then I'd go back at it. And so I was like back and forth. Even at one point, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not writing a book. Like, this is dumb. I'm not – who am I? Like, I'm, I'm a nobody. Right. I'm, not writing, I'm not writing a book. Uh, and then I'd pick back up, and I'd keep writing some more, and I'd have these experiences and everything. And so – and then it just developed into that. So I finished it up, and, you know, my, my goal with it was to put content in there that offered my experience and you know look i'm gonna be the first to tell you like you're not going to pick up a book and read it read the experiences of a 30-year fire service guy achieve a company that's not the book like if that's what you expect then that's not the book you're going to get um you know it's a book that i try to have a conversation with somebody at the company level like somebody who's going through the same things that i am is having the same challenges that i am you know making the same mistakes as i am like hey this is what works for me and this is what doesn't, and this is what I've found success with, both uh, with my time in the military and now my time in the fire department. And I really wanted them to get some substance, you know, just like, just like it says, you know, I'm not, I don't talk about like the five leadership theories. Like we're not going to talk right. about what category you fall into. It's like, hey, here's some meat and potatoes on what works and what doesn't, at least in my opinion. And I think you're going to find some results with it because for the most part, at least in, at least in my eyes, uh, I found success with it. So I wanted to put something out that, that really had a conversation with the people at the company level and the people that know me well, you know, they know just how passionate I am about, um, you know, the influence that a company officer has over people and how that influence can just, you know, 
change the total attitude of the fire department in general. Like it's just, it's so important, I think. And I always had that as a firefighter. I always no, had the officers and chiefs. I think you really uh, nailed that part of it, is that how important his attitude is towards the attitude of the company. And I think you knocked that out of the park with it. And so, uh, again, I, I can't say enough good stuff. If you are a company officer, you need to read No Nonsense Leadership by Jared Sergi. Um, now then, I have a question for you. Do you have a book that you would suggest to read? Now, you're an author of a book, so I know this one is a suggestion. Do you have a favorite book that you would like to do a review for firemen? I do. Uh, so that's tough because I, I will read anything you put in front of me, like everything. Uh, I so understand. It was a struggle for me to come up with one book, but there's always one I go back to, and there's always one that I reread, and there's always one that I give to other people, and it's called okay. Small Unit Leadership. Small Unit Leadership by Dandridge Malone. Um, and it's by Colonel Dandridge Malone. It's outstanding. Uh, I actually bought a copy today to give to uh, one of the lieutenants that are coming to my station as a new lieutenant. But it's it's great. It's it's another one that's just substance. It it talks about different personalities and how to deal with people that like you know he, one specific part in the book. He talks about four different types of personalities. You know the the kind of you could say firefighters. He's talking about soldiers, but the kind of people that are able and willing, or the people that are able and unwilling. You know, okay. so okay. He, he goes into several different types of personalities, you know, the kind that are completely competent, but unwilling. And it, it just, he talks about how to deal with each one of those individual personalities. And I thought it was great. I thought it was, no, no, it's, I, like, yeah. it's like, damn, there's like the fire department, you know, it's, it's a really good book. Uh, so I have a lot of, I have a lot of my favorites, but if I had to pick one small unit leadership by Dandridge Malone, Colonel Malone is probably my favorite. Small unit leadership, Colonel Malone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hey, here's the deal. I'm like you. I will read anything you put in front of me. And I love reading and I love talking to readers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick your brain for other good books because I have not read this one. And so now I've got it written down and we'll add it. Well, I bought bought three books today to give to uh, the new lieutenant that's coming to my station. So Small Unit Leadership was one of them. All right. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Anything by Patrick Lencioni is gold as far as I'm concerned. And then The 17 Irrefutable Laws of Teamwork. Maxwell. Oh, teamwork. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it Maxwell still? It is. Okay. I've read a lot of Maxwell stuff, but uh, of course the irrefutable laws of leadership, but I don't think I've read mm-hmm. teamwork. Yeah, the teamwork so, one's really good. Bottom line is, if these are the books you're giving out, I, I have read the five dysfunctions of the team, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to get these other two. Definitely check those out. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. That is awesome. Now then, best place to get no-nonsense leadership? Easiest way is Amazon. You hop on Amazon. Okay. Yep, and uh, get it on there. I, I know. I thought there were some viewers from out of the country. I think I saw earlier. Um, so it goes to I think nine or ten different places overseas. I'd have to look, but I saw someone on there from like Brazil. But it goes over to the UK, uh, Japan. There's a lot of different places that that it'll kick the book out to. Some nice. people have some people have asked about um, signed copies. Like, do they want me to sign it? I can do that and write a little note in there for them. Um, the easiest way, I guess, to do that is just have them send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. They can find me on Facebook, whether it's my personal page or the, the trial by fire page. And then I can give them a link to purchase a book through PayPal. And okay. uh, I'll get some shipping on there and I'll, I'll get a signed copy for them. So well, I'm going to get me a signed copy at some point. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know how. Uh, yeah, there you brother, go. It has been awesome. I'm trying to think of anything else I want to pick your brain on. Uh, but I think this is about perfect. Touch on the book, your book, your uh I, I just appreciate you uh, 
being the guinea pig for this Instagram, I really yeah, enjoyed no it, actually. I it seemed to work it, yeah. really well. You know uh, Kelly Lemons? He runs the Making the Stretch conference. If yes. you're familiar with Kelly. The first I time know, I, I saw this. this was he was doing an Instagram live thing. I was like, dang, I didn't know. I didn't realize you could do that on Instagram. I, I had heard people try it on Facebook, um, but I had no idea that you could do this on Instagram. Like I said, you're a brave man for uh, being the, the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no problem. But it worked out really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for yeah, coming too. on. I hope to have you on again, especially when you write your next book, the No Nonsense 2. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a break but, from uh, writing anything for a while. For a few years at least. Yeah. Hey, brother, thank you for coming on. Uh, for you and everybody out there, I hope the tone stays silent. Thank you for joining us on the weekly scrap. Um, we'll see you next week. And like I said, I hope the tone stays silent unless it's burning. Thank you, guys. Thank That's you, right. Jared. See you, man. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.